Wisconsin's Midday News on WTMJ. Greg Mastic, Jessica Ty with you. Happy to be joined in studio by Senior Advisor to the MMAC, President Emeritus. I prefer that title. <laughs> but it's our good friend Tim Sheehy. Welcome to the studio. Good to be here with both of you. Hey, 100 days to the RNC. We got an idea for a security footprint last week. This will be ever-evolving. Lots of work to do. But this potential next-level security, the volunteers that are required, 100 days to the RNC. We in good shape? Yeah, but it's kind of stunning to hear the words that were 100 days from the RNC, so it's coming fast. And as we noted last week, the Secret Service put out their initial security zone. Um, and again, I don't think everybody's to say that's a blanket and you can't get inside that, but they'll start to have layers, like a layer cake, right? How close can I get? Um, where do cars get checked? When do I need credentials? So all that will start to evolve. Um, but I'm glad they put it out because it gives people an insight into what that zone's going to look like and whether they're inside the gray line or outside the gray line. You know, the other point you mentioned will start this week with a press conference, I think, Friday um, uh, on a renewed effort to get the 6,000 volunteers. So this is, again, part of helping Milwaukee put on the show. You're not volunteering for the Republican Party. These are people really really wearing green T-shirts, right? Bring the green to Milwaukee um, and help people find their way around here, do those types of things. So that's a big push to be made. Um, and the fundraising is going, again, extremely well. We're responsible. I'm the treasurer of the host committee, so we're responsible raising the money, if it were, to help Milwaukee put the party or put the put the show on, not, again, to support a, a party. But really pleased with the leadership of Reince Priebus, the fundraising that we've done, um, and where we are going into 100 days. Does it make you feel better, like we have more time to prepare if we say that it's four months and 18 days away? No. <laughs> It does not. <laughs> but but nice try. I know. You can actually, there's a countdown online. You can get it down to the, the hour in the minute as well. That was interesting. Yeah, and it's exciting. I mean, you the, the you know, we're booking hotels, have been booked from Kenosha to Madison. Um, you know, and you think of just the transportation challenges, a delegation from Texas could use 10 large charter buses to get to and from where they're going. So there's a myriad of details that have to come. What are you hearing from businesses like the the, the hotels here or the restaurants about, or even some of the places where maybe, you know, a big group like CNN would come to broadcast? What are you hearing about those groups getting booked and other people making plans to be here? Yeah, it's it's exciting. Like I said, I think we're just finishing up the transportation contract, and I think anybody in southeastern Wisconsin that has a viable number of buses is going to be engaged in that contract. So that's a small example when we talk about a 200 or $250 million economic impact. That's a small example of that happening. So um, lots more of that now will firm up as people, as we get closer to the convention and people actually are locking down dates, they're locking down caterers. And in this case, again, I don't think there's a bus company in southeastern Wisconsin that hasn't obligated its buses for that period of time. Tim, we spoke a little last week about Interpac moving its company, its headquarters to downtown Milwaukee. About 130 employees will make that move ultimately. You know, not the only one, just the latest here uh, yeah. in, in a kind of a growing trend. I, I get it. You want to attra- uh, attract young talent. You want to retain young talent. I also sometimes wonder about the existing employee base and if, if they're for that move from the Burbs to downtown. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's a mixed bag. I mean, I think most recently um, when Northwestern Mutual closed their Franklin campus and they're moving 1,400 people downtown, um, some are thrilled, some aren't happy. But it really comes back to, and as in the case of Enterpac, too, and we worked with them on this process, they want the best location globally for their talent. 
And so they have to make those decisions kind of long-term. Um, and again, you know, this is Milwaukee, so it might be a 20-minute difference, but they're really making that decision in terms of where can we locate that's going to give us the best challenge to attract global talent to this headquarter location. Um, and that's why they made the decision they made. This really isn't about Brookfield being better than Milwaukee. It's what's best for the company. Will their employees be having 8 a.m. meetings? Oh, that's a really good question <laughs> and, and a good segue. Um, when I started in uh, our business, it was very common to have a 7.30 breakfast meeting, um, probably more common than not. And that's where you could get business leaders together before they started their day job. Sure. And I, I just came across something that 43% of meetings now are held between 2 and 6 in the afternoon. Hmm. Oh, wow. Only 3% are between, held between 8 and 9. And I think it's a growing recognition of, you know, as people worked on a hybrid basis or remotely during COVID, and now people have built up this culture of, you know, that's my time. I'm getting kids ready to school. Somebody's taking them to, or somebody's taking them to school. And so 8 a.m. is becoming kind of the shame on you if you hold a meeting at that time. <laughs> now, Radio, you guys go on when you're on, but I, I think maybe I'm a little bit too old school, but I, I have seen the trajectory now move to no more 7.30 meetings. I haven't, seen, I haven't had one of those in five years. 8 o'clock now is pressing it, but it's more 8.30 or 9. Well, and I think part of that is you have two working members in the household, too, right? I mean, where you have to, Absol- like, I'll take that 8 a.m. meeting, but I'm going to be at home to do it because my kids need to get on the school bus. No, that's a great point, and I think... The meeting, it's just another indication of business evolving in the direction where people want a little better balance or we have more and more two-income families and both people working, um, and that creates a, a hiccup in the family rhythm. Well, and it's wild, too, because you hear from so many people saying, "I not everybody does, I know. A lot of people like to be in the office, and there's a good reason for that. But you hear a lot of people saying, I am just very productive at home. No, that's that's true, and I think the productivity at home, but it, this even goes further than that, if you will, because I could stay at home, theoretically, and jump on the 8 o'clock meeting and do it remotely. Right. But people are kind of blocking out their calendar at that time um, as a part of, I think, again, two households getting everybody ready and figuring out what direction we're going. Yeah, sometimes you get those global companies, too, where you're getting a call from you know Europe. Very fair. And, right? <laughs> Just like you, you don't really have a, a no. standard clock in any way. So no. I guess, Greg, we're in the minority. We're in that 3% having a meeting between 8 and 9. I, I pushed it to 8.15. He did. I was, I, like, the 15 I, I was like, man, you know, the 11 o'clock comes quickly. Can we meet earlier? It definitely does come quick. It's tough to get here by 8, too, with the, with the two girls at home. But nonetheless, uh, baseball is here. We all love seeing that. A month till opening day. Brewers in New York. We all love seeing that, but not seeing everything. Right? I, exactly. I don't know how close you're watching here. The uniform controversy is a growing one. You're not wearing your Brewers jersey today. No, but I, I, I have been, and it's kind of interesting because, you know, as you follow this, and you look at the developments of baseball, you've got the pitch clock, you've got the chonky bases that are coming, and now we have the ghost runner for extra innings. I did not expect to start a season with people worried about what they were wearing below their waist. Right, see-through pants. See-through pants, but that seems to be to the point where it's even reached the union that represents Major League Baseball players, um, and the pants seem to be a little bit too see-through, um, <laughs> and it looks like from some of the play- players, they under they. they Describe this as it looks like I'm wearing diapers. Oh, goodness. Um, so nobody wants to see anybody pitch in diapers. So really fascinating to see where this goes. Um, again, I'm old enough to remember playing in cotton uniforms and then polyester uniforms. I don't think I'd want to be out there today. 
Well, at least we have funding secured for the new ballpark. For <laughs> yeah, that's true. Right? That's Thank true. goodness that's for that. True. Some of your good news of the week. I know it's Monday, but what are we looking for? Yeah, good news of the week. I, I can't help but just recognize the Admirals. We have so many yes. major league sports teams here, the Admirals being one of them, but finishing um, 18 or 19 game win streak. Win streak 19. Was, was 19. 19. So close to 20. Yeah, it was fantastic. So they ride under the under the radar too far. So let's recognize the 19 win uh, streak. Really good stuff. Tim Sheehy is uh, going to join us every Monday here on WTMJ's Wisconsin's Midday News. Always happy to have you here, Tim. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Tim. 1224 on WTMJ.